0: Talk Radio.
1: She talk to the the
2: the Welcome to the Pet Psychic Radio Show on blogtalkradio.com, starring Laura Stinchfield, the Pet Psychic.
3: Hey everyone, I'm Laura Stinchfield, the Pet Psychic. I can hear animals, telepathically, who are living now, as well as those who have crossed over. I dedicate this show to teaching humans and animals how to understand each other better.
2: You can log on to ThePetPsychic.com for more information about Laura the Pet Psychic tips on animal communication and animal behavior. You are listening to The Pet Psychic Radio Show on blogtalkradio.com. Call in at... Ready? 917-889-2693. This is 917-889-2693. People are chatting in the chat room already. Uh, you can find that on the front blogtalkradio.com page. I'm your producer and co-host, Aiku Suhara. We've got uh, Kendra and Christine on the phones today.
3: Oh, how so, awesome.
2: Yes. Welcome, welcome, everyone. Calling all animals and people
3: all in all animals and people (laughs) (laughs) and their people
2: and their people. Uh, I
3: just just picture like all these animals are like, Hey, the pet psychic radio show is on. They're like nudging their people and like pushing them to the
2: computer,
3: (laughs) sitting on the keyboard. (laughs) (laughs) You know,
2: in the chat room, they were saying, um, the mouse mouse maiden in the chat room says all the pets in the house are assembled and ready for the show see I know they all listen it's
3: the coolest thing ever I love it
2: (laughs) I love it you know uh, we got some email so uh, email bag Uh, Boo Boo who is usually in our chat room has emailed us and asked um, if her Sophie the Jack Russell mix who passed away uh, in April of 2011, I guess we spoke with her a little while back, and Sophie said she was going to be returning to Boo Boo. And um, she says there are currently seven cats in her house. And is Sophie any of these cats?
3: Wait, wait, wait! Can you say that again? I'm sorry.
2: Okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So Sophie is a Ch- Jack Russell mix that passed away in April of 2011. Okay. And- Sophie said that she was going to be returning to Boo Boo.
3: Oh, okay.
2: And did she Boo- did she
3: say she was going to be returning as a cat?
2: No, I don't think she said it, what she was returning as.
3: Okay, okay. And
2: so what- now there's seven cats at her house, and she's wondering is is Sophie any of these cats?
3: Oh, okay. So we have to get Sophie and ask Sophie if she's
2: okay. Yeah, and then I have a description of all the other cats too.
3: Oh, you do.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. What are the descriptions of them?
2: Okay. Well, Gigi is a tuxedo cat, female adult. Rosa, tricolor, female adult. And then there's a gray tabby named Oreo, who's a male, eight months old. And then there's four kittens. They're Rosa's kittens that are six weeks old. And there's a male, two males and two females.
3: Okay. Hold on. Let's get. Let's get Sophie. No, I'm gonna be a dog. Oh. I'm sorry, Mom, I'm gonna be a dog. But there is one that's really special in there. It's the one with the really special eyes. It looks like maybe they have like that black eyeliner around the eyes.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm Mhm. Kitten or adult?
3: I think it's a kitten. Mm -hmm. But I wanna tell you something. I'm going to come back soon, and I'm going to be fast. I'm going to have curly white hair. kind of reminds me of either, like, a Westie or um, the Jack Russell with the wired hair.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Those guys are cute.
3: I know, super cute. Jack Russells are so great, but you have to, like, invest
2: in um, that (laughs) lint remover.
3: (laughs) They shed so much.
2: You got to get the, like, this little pet hair, you know,
3: (laughs) industrial. Before you leave the
2: house. (laughs) That was like when I had um, Ventura, the Dalmatian. Those Dalmatian hairs are crazy.
3: My wolf hybrid, too, she shed a lot also. My guys now don't really shed so bad.
2: Yeah, I love it. I love no shedding.
3: Me, too. It's like a whole
2: nother life
3: because I'm like,
2: <laughs> wow,
3: I don't have to sweep like every day obsessively. I can sweep every other day.
2: Yeah, it's so true. I had a whole routine when Ventura was around because if I didn't, I would just, my whole house would become a big hairball.
3: No, and I couldn't have a vacuum. I had a shop vac. I would vac my, vacuum my house with literally a shop vac.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: wow.
2: So I know.
3: Like not the like radio show, but talk. But I have the Roomba now. I mean, seriously, that thing is the coolest thing. Do you know that thing?
2: Yes, it, I have one.
3: Oh my god, awesome. I am so in love with that thing. It's this vacuum cleaner, everybody, that goes. like it has a memory, and you press it, and it vacuums by itself. It looks like a little flying saucer, and you <laughs> press it right, and it's yeah. like, and it's just starts, like, moving, and it memorizes your house, and so it yeah. just, like, goes. and then it will tell you, it'll be, like, brushes need cleaning, or <laughs> like, yeah, like, clean Roomba brushes.
1: Yeah. Pick up Roomba it's move to a
3: new location. <laughs> Does yours talk? Yeah, mine talks. Yours oh. doesn't talk?
2: No, mine, like, makes, like, a different song, and so each song has a different, you know, meaning. Oh.
3: No, mine actually talks. Move Roomba to a new location. One time, my cleaning lady hit the button by accident, and she left me a note when I got home. I'm sorry. That thing was freaking me out. I had to
1: leave. It was, like, chasing me around. The That's
2: so funny. Yeah, those things are great. I mean, they're great if you have pets, especially, like, for pet hair and stuff like that. So. I don't know. Shall we take a call? Yes, of course we should. No, let's just chat about Roombas. <laughs> and pet hair. And pet hair. Okay. Uh, our first caller is Christine, who has a dog named Riku, a black poodle with white spots on the chest. So cute. Uh, six years old, died yesterday, got hit by a car, and uh, wants to know if Riku will forgive her. So oh, that's that is like sad. No. Oh. Uh, Christine. but. Hi.
3: Hi, Christine. That is the saddest thing. I'm sorry to hear that. So sometimes when they go so early like that and so, like, abruptly like that, sometimes there's a reason for it, and so we're going to ask... What was your puppy's name again? Riku. Riku. We're going to ask Riku about um about what, what happened, and... and and how he is doing now, right? Is it he?
1: Yes. I just wanted to
3: tell mom that heaven is filled with soft grass and flowers, and my mom is sitting here with me, and she's stroking me. And she's telling me I love you. I can feel her really strong. Mom, I don't want you to be sad. There's a nice man that's here with me, too. He's saying I'll take you away and we'll go for a walk. Mom, I don't want you to be upset. He said that when he died, he got more shocked and that he wasn't really in pain. I want you to know I wasn't in pain. And I want you to know that I feel you here. And so one of the things, like what he's talking about that I hear quite often, actually, is that they will sometimes talk about being with us in heaven. And so right now, that's his experience, his experience is that you are with him in heaven and that you're sitting like cross-legged on the floor and you're petting him and kissing him and you're saying goodbye and you're telling him how much you love him. And I used to think that that was like angels or... um like angels pretending to be us to help comfort the animal or that they could like live in an old memory as if it was present time. But what it seems like more to me now is that there's actually a part of us, like a part of our higher self that can actually do that with them. So there is a part of you with him that's hugging him and saying goodbye. And so everything that you say to him, he can hear you. And, He doesn't quite yet, like, have a reason of, like, why he had to go yet, but it's been so soon. Like, he's just, like, in a resting spot now, and so he won't really know. I mean, he could know, but it's not set in stone that way, but he doesn't really know why he had to go, and he might not know that for another week or so. (sighs) Tell my mom I love her, and I'm not sad here. And I have this nice grandpa man. And this nice grandpa man is real friendly to me. Is that a grandpa? Like, do you have a grandpa in heaven that might come for him? Or
1: a dad? My grandfather passed away a very long time ago when I was in grade school. Oh.
3: Well, maybe it could be him that came for him. I kind of see, like... One of those um, hats, one of those, like, dress hats that um, get smaller in the front. What are they They called? Like, golfers wear them, too. forget
1: what they're called. Did he
3: wear hats like that? Remember?
1: Yeah, when he was off the. Huh? He, yeah. He,
3: yeah. He did. Oh, he did? Oh, that's so cool. So that's him. So he's with. He's with your dog, and he's gonna make sure that they, that he's taken care of there. Oh, that's so nice. And so, for all of you out there, like, our sometimes our ancestors, they didn't necessarily need to have known our pets to come for them once our animals have passed. Um. So, so they just come for our animal because they love us, and I think there's always two messages in it when they come when they show themselves, like. One, it's the message so that you know that Rico is okay and that he's with your grandpa. And so that's something that your dog wants you to know that he's not in any pain, that he can feel your love and that he's happy and that he's with your grandpa. But then it's then also a message from your grandpa saying, I'm still with you. I'm still watching over you. I'm never going to leave you. And please don't worry. I'm going to take care of your dog for you. So it's, it's a nice message. And- Two different ways. I feel. Oh,
1: thank you so much.
3: Oh, you're welcome. I'm so sorry that happened. It's a hard thing. You should call call back next week, and we'll see if he knows what his, why he had to die, and if there's any anything that any jobs he's going to do next.
1: Yeah. The only thing right now is he has a he has a brother, twin brother. Oh. So you know he's very depressed right now.
3: Yes. And I would imagine, so oh, did he see it happen?
1: Yeah. He
3: did? Aw. What what's his name?
1: His name's Whiskey. Whiskey? Yes. Okay, so
3: we're going to ask Whiskey how he's doing. I see my brother. He's... And so- when he, and when he died, I saw him run. He ran so fast, and I was like, "Don't leave your body. You're leaving your body. Don't leave your body." But I understand. He he went to where we came from. I know it because I remember the feeling.
1: Oh. And I
3: just want mom to know it's going to be okay. That place where he went, I know it. And it's beautiful.
1: Mom, you don't have to
3: worry. And that's so amazing because usually it's us like having to comfort them, you know, because they they don't all know and remember what it's like to be on the other side. I think that's really cool that he remembers
2: and uh laura isn't it true that um during the next few days like she might see riku
3: presenting
2: signs and stuff and to be aware of those things yeah
3: that's really good that you brought that up actually for the first three days very often they seem like they've been ripped from you they feel Mm -hmm. like they're like really far away and um feels like you can't really get a hold of them or sometimes, like, even bring back a memory of them. It just feels like they're just so distant. But what's happening is that they are just farther away and they're getting, like, themselves accustomed to their new space and they're resting and they're looking over their lives and they're getting jobs or meeting old friends and, and, um... They can still hear you, though. Like, when you talk to him, he can still hear you. And if you, like, give his brother a treat and honor him or if you have an altar for him, they can, like, still see all that. So that stuff is really good. But then after the three days, that's when you normally start feeling them around again. And what they can do is come back in, like, a memory. So he could put a memory of something that you did with him in your mind and then wrap his spirit around you. And usually those memories come with, like, intense emotion. You either start to cry or you start to laugh. And um, so you want to watch for that. A lot of people misinterpret that as, like, intense grief and longing for their pet rather than an actual visit from their animal. Um, and then you could see them out of the corner of your eye or dream of them or smell them or hear their chains or, or feel um, feel them actually paw you or... You know, kind of see them out of the corner of your eye in the mm-hmm. kitchen. You just want to pay attention to those things because those are visits from them too. And if you, if you get those, if you want to try really hard not to doubt it. Because if you doubt it, like let's say he comes to you and he tries to show himself out of the corner of your eye, and you're like, "Oh my God, I'm just like seeing things," or "Oh, that was just a memory," and you doubt it, then he has to try and find another way to come again and get you to realize that he's there. But if you acknowledge it and say, oh, Rico, hi, you know, thank you for coming to visit me, then he can say, oh, great, she gets it that way. And so then he, he can come back more that way rather than trying to find another way that you'll believe.
2: Right, right. Well, thanks, Christine, for calling in, and please call us back next week, um, you know, or in the upcoming weeks when you feel ready to talk about it again. Yeah. Oh, Riku.
3: Dad.
2: That's Riku. tough.
3: That is so tough.
2: Uh, oh, my gosh. A car accident? That's like the worst. I know. I always that's...
3: remember Minikins, Ugh. though. Remember that dog, Minikins? That I, I spoke to this one little dog. She was like... I think she was a Maltese. And she... She got hit by a car. The woman's brother let her out. Usually the dog just hangs out in the front yard. But for some weird reason, this day, the dog ran out into the middle of the street and got hit by a car Mm -hmm. and died. And what she told me was so remarkable. She told me that when she died, an angel came to her and said that she had a really special job and that she had to help this little child who was trapped in trapped in the in-between worlds Mm -hmm. and that no angel could get this child to cross over into heaven and that they thought that Minikins would be this perfect dog to help this child cross over to heaven. And so the angels put Minikins in this basket full of like flowers and candy and brought it to the little girl. (laughs) And then the little girl started to like get happy and started to play with Minikins and then Minikins helped her to heaven. That's so I cute. Was like, I was so cute, but I was like bawling when she's oh. were telling that. Because you know think about, they oh. could be trapped in the in-between world. They could be
2: trapped for lifetimes. Yeah, that's, that's terrible. That is, that's really sweet. I mean, I mean, it's amazing. It is. It was so but I, I'm just imagining the basket in the flower. I know. You to, it reminds me of Easter Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, we have a really um special guest today, uh, Kate, uh, Kate Sitka. Hey, Kate,
4: are you there? Hey, are you there? Hi. Hi there. Hey, thank you, there. you so much for being a so part, part of our show. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. Hi, Laura. Hi, I. Kate. Kate? <laughs> um, um, oh, are you guys oh, hearing a delay?
3: Hear delay? I am. feedback. Okay. Oh, Is no. your radio Is up radio there?
4: there? No, I'm on a landline. Hmm. Okay. Do you want me to call okay. back? I can hang up and no, call no, back. No, and it's, on, it's on. Oh no, okay. it's not. Oh dear. Hang on oh. a sec. Let me change rooms.
1: Sorry, you guys.
4: I'm <laughs> way okay. out in Safino and so they're like literally the phone signal has to go miles and miles and miles. Is this any better?
3: I think that is better actually.
4: Okay, great. I'm just more, I'm just walking around trying to find a better. <laughs> okay. Trying okay. So to find first, a better spot. First. Excellent.
2: We would love to find out how you hear animals and spirits, and how does that work for you
4: oh okay so um it's I guess it's a lot it's really similar to Laura's story where it's like I would just remember as a little kid, just really loving animals, being really focused on them, really understanding how they were feeling, and it wasn't so much it wasn't so much an exchange of language because I didn't know language at the time, and I just a lot of people had invisible friends, and I had invisible animal friends. Um, and it was just always something that I kind of knew I could do, and um, there's there's a psychic heritage that runs in my family. So my mom was really on high alert for me to be talking to people spirits, and it didn't really occur to her that I could be talking to animals. So it was it was something that was really kind that was really sort of missed. Um, and then I saw I remember watching with my mother, um, Sonia Fitzpatrick. She's an animal communicator in. Uh, in Britain and she was on Sally Jesse Raphael and she was talking to animals and that's when it like clicked. I was like, "Oh, that's what I'm doing." Right. And uh, so I've been doing animal communication for a really long time and I've just read as much as I can and self-studied a lot and just really honed the skill as much as I can. And then since 2011, it's um really branched out into a lot of people mediumship. So I really opened up and just started talking to people spirits. Um, but yeah, animal communications, this is really like where my where it started with me and it's really where my heart is.
2: And um, now you're working at a rescue.
4: Well, actually, this is a volunteer thing that I'm doing. So um, out, I moved out here to Tofino. It's a really remote community. Um, it's on the west side of Vancouver Island. And you have to go over mountains and you have to drive two hours from the nearest town to get here. And if the weather's bad, you can't even make it. Um so there's Tofino out here and then we're surrounded by a bunch of other smaller communities that are out on islands that you have to go on a boat to get to, you have to go on a plane. And there are no services out here for animals. There's no veterinarian, there's no SPCA. Um so there's n- there's really no one to to call. Like you can call the SPCA that's 2 hours away if if there's an animal welfare issue, but they only come out here once a month and they have really limited funding. So when I first moved out here, I started learning about this, and I started learning about some of the history in the animal welfare. Um, in some of the remote communities out here, um, they, Like there's just a lot of free-roaming dogs, and sometimes the dogs will just dig under houses, and they'll just make their little dens in there. And what has happened historically is the dogs sometimes will pack up, and because they don't necessarily get a lot of socialization with people, at times there have been packs of dogs that have been aggressive with people and communities have had to resort to doing dog shoots just to oh control gosh. the, it's this out of, like when it reaches that point, it's because there's so many animal welfare issues that have just kind of compounded and nobody wants to do that. Um, so what's really amazing about this volunteer association out here, it's called Coastal Animal Rescue and Education Network, um, or CARE for short and this started with some just some volunteers just saying, you know, let's start getting some spay neuter clinics out here. Let's start um let's start bringing the community together in a positive way to um cope with our animal welfare issues in like in a proactive way. And I just loved that so much and it buoyed my heart so much to hear about the work that they were doing. So, I contacted them and I said, "Hey, what if I do a reading day? Like what if I just do a day of readings and donate it to you guys?" would you guys be like into that because i didn't know if they, you know, believed in pet psychics or right. anything and, and they were like sure, let's do that. And since then it's just kind of snowballed. So i took a week vacation off so that i can just dedicate this and i set a goal of i want to reach $1000. So we've actually already reached that goal, which oh, is fantastic. Wow. <laughs> so we've ra- so now the new goal is $1500. And that goal is last year, 2012, which is when their organization started, they ran the whole operation for the entire year on $1,500. And with that money, they spayed and neutered 70 animals, and they improved the lives of over 500 animals. Like, they do they do so much with so little. And so I'm like, I've set this goal, and I'm like, I want to give them last year's operating budget out of a single fundraising effort, out of providing these pet psychic readings, um, for $40 for 20 minutes. And you can go to my website. um, You can Google Tofino Psychic, T-O-F-I-N-O Psychic, and you'll find it. Um, Yeah, and you can just email me and and book your reading, and 100% of the the proceeds from those readings are going to go to this fabulous... Um, rescue organization.
3: Wow, that's great! That's you don't so have to do like a rescue, like a rescue day or anything. Day. You, can, you can be anywhere in the right. world and have a reading with you and donate to them, right? right?
4: Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly it. And we've got people from all all over North America. We've we've had a couple of people from Europe and Australia who just you know for whatever reason they found us on the internet. And you know I think that there's a lot of people on the other side that are helping bring this all in. So it's it's kind of miraculous to watch this whole thing you know, bloom out. It's amazing. Mm,
3: it's so exciting that you're giving back with your gift like that. That's so
1: awesome. awesome.
3: Okay.
4: Yeah, well I really like I really believe that it's important to do what you can. And I would see them on Facebook asking, Oh hey, we've got a dog that needs a ride to the needs a ride to the vet to be spayed. And I'd think to myself, Oh I wish I could do that but my schedule doesn't allow it or I don't have the time or I don't have the the money right now to do that. Mm-hmm. So then I just kinda of thought, Well what can I do? And then this just Snowballed from what you can do, and I, you know, I think it's just really important to do what you can do. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing.
2: And, uh, and uh, can you give
4: us your website, website, again? website again? So my my website is Tofino Psychic and dot wordpress dot com. You can also just Google Tofino Psychic and you'll find it. And then I've got all of the links on there to the rescue, and there's the whole detailed story and all of their stats for the Coastal Animal uh, Rescue and Education Network.
2: Awesome. And I have a question question for for both of you, Laura and and Kate, being uh, 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 animal communicators. communicators.
4: Do you have any questions for questions for each other? I, I actually attended Laura's Learn It Live thing because I had questions for her, and she was really helpful. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I actually, I've watched all of Laura's videos. I really look to Laura to for professional development.
3: Oh, oh thanks,
4: Kate.
3: I, I'm just, in, like, I think it's so interesting about your story, too, and about how um, – you were talking to animals, and your 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 parents. Both. Did you say both your parents missed it because they were expecting you to talk to dead people?
4: Yeah. <laughs> I, I
2: think that's amazing. Yeah. yeah.
4: I, I remember the the exact day too because I remember telling them a story that a robin had told me, and my mom said that's a nice story because she was trying to teach me the difference between imagination and reality, and I remember that so clearly because I remembered that that's when I understood that she that she didn't believe me, that I'd really had oh. this conversation. Oh, yeah.
3: And, you felt like you and it's just like so
4: funny because they were waiting for me to talk to, to dead people and they didn't, you know, get that I'd talk to animals.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So was that hard for you with your parents not believing you?
4: Well, no, because I actually feel really blessed because my parents were so open to all of this um, psychic stuff that, um, you know, my mom sucked up absolutely everything in the community, in, in like, the whole New Age community, and I learned so much just from being around my mom because she'd read this stuff and then we'd have a discussion about it. And she'd buy me all of Sylvia Brown's books, and she'd let me stay home from school so we could watch Sylvia Brown and Montel Williams. Like, they were really supportive. Like, it was, it was great. And so now that I'm doing this... Um, on like a part-time professional basis, they're like, you know, they're they're totally supportive. Like I feel really oh, lucky oh, to the parents I had.
3: Oh, oh I feel lucky I, with my parents too. Mm-hmm. That's a great that's feeling. Great.
4: Like, yeah, and no parents are perfect. I mean, I kind of think they yeah, m- make the yeah. mistakes that they do because that's what that's what makes you who you are, right? Right,
3: right. Yeah, I got a lot. Of uh, you have such an active imagination,
1: or
4: where do you yeah. come up
1: with these things?
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Like, or why did, know, did it take you few hours that? to walk home from school? <laughs> right, right. Talking to all the birds on the way, you know.
3: Or the way you remember things are so much different than the way
0: I remember. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Kate,
2: give us your website again, and, uh, and thank you so that, much for so being, much being on our, so our show.
4: show. Thank you. It's Tofino T O F I N O, Psychic P S Y C H I C dot WordPress W O R D P R E S S dot com, and you can also Google Tofino Psychic, and you'll find me that way too. Great! Thank great. you so Thank much, you Kate. Thanks so much, you guys. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Thank you Kate.
2: We'll have all of uh, Kate's information again on Petpsychic dot com, and you can find her links, and we'll put up the WordPress. Uh, TofinoPsychicWordPress.com link there as well. So thank you, Kate, so much for being on our show. I don't know if everyone else could hear the feedback, but... Yeah. Yeah, it was
3: bad feedback.
2: (laughs) So sorry to end that part a little bit short. But um, let's go to our next caller. And we have, let's see, we've got Jamie has a male cat named Stubby who's brown and black tabby. And it's an update. Jamie wants to know how Stubby is doing. I don't remember. I have to get my memory
0: refreshed.
2: Jamie, refresh our memory on what Stubby's uh details were. Hi Lauren.
0: I it has been a, a few months since you talked with Stubby at the time he was in the hospital. And uh, you you let him know that I, I had not had ab- abandoned him or anything. <laughs> and uh, he told you I had been talking to my friends and and telling them to pray for him. And he told me I needed to believe it too that he was going to be okay.
1: Aww.
0: And so far he's hanging he's hanging in there.
3: <laughs> oh, good. Is he okay? Do you think? Well, not? no
0: he's yeah. he's not he's not really in good health. Uh he's very, very thin. He's lost a lot of weight. They discharged him and expected him to die that weekend. And that's been, like I said, several months ago. Uh, so I've been, you know, I struggle with how is he feeling, making sure I'm not holding him back. And I really want to know how he feels physically, if he's in any pain. Okay, he says that he
3: feels
0: pressure in the back of his skull. Pressure like in the back pr- of his skull.
3: He has like a pushing pressure, kind of if you go from, um, if you if you put your fingers at the bottom of his ears and go down just a little bit, just mm-hmm. both on that, that spot there, too. Sometimes my stomach feels like it hurts. And when I pee, sometimes it stings. Mm. And also my throat gets dry. I'm not 100% ready to go to heaven, but I'm close to it, because my eyes are blurry, too. No. Sometimes it's hard to walk. It's tiring. Because if you get tired easily, do you notice?
0: Oh yeah, and he's very shaky when he walks. I mean, he he's he's just skin and bones. He won't eat. He just eats enough to stay alive, it seems like. And but he he seems you know, when he he talks to me, you know, he looks at me. He's bright eyed, and he doesn't. I just haven't felt like he was ready. But I don't want
3: He says he wants a fire ceremony for him. Do you do that kind of stuff?
0: <laughs> no, but I. Uh, I I read about that kind of thing a lot, and um, oh,
3: you do! Oh, that's interesting because it's a unique request. I don't hear it often. I
0: and I, I like I would like to do more things like that, actually, oh. but no, I I haven't done one.
3: <laughs> I want my mom to do one for me. It will help the angels get me ready. Oh,
0: and, okay. And
3: help mom let go. Mom, you'll see it when I'm ready. It's kinda like he's saying that there's gonna be a day where he just looks at you and he tells you that he's ready to go. But he might not you might not see more of a decline in his the way he he looks that he feels. It's just that he's gonna get to a point where he just doesn't wanna go at he doesn't wanna continue where he's at now. Does yeah. that make sense?
0: Yes,
3: but, it does. But he it looks like you'll see it. He'll tell you.
0: I've been telling him to tell me and and explaining for him, trying to make sure he knows what will happen and not to be afraid and
1: Oh, good. Good.
3: And good. I,
0: I I don't want I don't want him to hold on for me. I'm kind of holding
3: on for both of us. But if we did like a ceremony, it would be, like, the last getting ready to let go. Okay. Because then we both know that we're calling it in. So he's saying, like, if you do a ceremony for him, then it would be, like, it would be, like, you're both consciously saying, okay, we're both sort of ready to really let go when that time comes.
0: Yeah, Okay.
3: It looks like it doesn't need to be like a fire fire. It looks like it could be a candle.
0: Okay. We can do that. <laughs>
2: that's awesome.
0: I, I put his picture on your on your Facebook page, but it was after I was oh. put on hold, so I didn't get to call. Oh, him you out. did! Oh, that's so good. <laughs> we'll definitely yeah. check it out. Yeah. Jamie, thank you so much
2: for calling back.
0: Thank you so much for your help. I I love you both.
2: Thanks.
0: Bye.
2: (laughs) I love the fire fire ceremony. That's cool.
3: I know. Me too. I haven't had a fire ceremony since I burned all my journals.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like like 10, 12 years of journals. Oh, my gosh. I
3: I know. Maybe even. Many years really. I mean it was like this huge bonfire in my backyard.
2: Oh my gosh. You know
3: it's bad. this is nothing to do with either. But it's like you know when you write you I was reading through them one night and I was like, Oh my god, I've been writing the same thing for like twenty years <laughs> <laughs> do yoga every day. Okay. <laughs> that's the last happen.
2: Yeah. Hasn't happened Sorry. yet.
3: <laughs> How that's like Video show, that happened.
2: Yeah, good. <laughs> See, there are things you can check off your list. Uh, so
3: I, cool. I use
2: your uh, Yoga Glow account every once in a while.
3: It's so fun. I love it. I don't need
1: everything.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right,
2: <laughs> let's go. Let's get to um, our very special segment with Zach from Marley's Mutts. Hi, Hi Zach. Hey, Zach. How are you guys doing? Good. Okay. I love this uh, weekly Marley's Mutt segment. This is cool. I
5: know.
0: Me too.
5: I'm a fan of everyone involved with your program, and uh, it's a welcome mm-hmm. hiatus from what I have to do on a daily basis, on a minute-by-minute basis. Uh, I know. <gasps> oh, you work seven
3: job you've got going on.
5: Yeah. we have. Um, it's been a rough week. I'll just be brutally frank with you. It's been a... A never it's just a relentless siege of, uh, you know, sorrow and the negativity, and um, it's really a. I'm trying to trying to dig deep and and rally my. Um, just rally, you know, and try and stick with people that are positive, and you guys are definitely that.
3: Oh, good, and we'll make sure we do more of that.
5: So. <laughs> well, I really appreciated you checking in since since Hank, um, escaped. Really, we you've been checking in with me very often, and it gives me a kind of renews my resolve and helps me set out with kind of renewed vigor, which I really appreciate because there's not much else that's uh, keeping me propped up. And unfortunately, depending on my, just myself for fortitude does not work.
2: (laughs) Let me me interrupt you guys. So tell us who Hank is because I don't know the backstory.
5: Uh, Hank is a stray. Uh, He was stray for about three years. A wonderful gal named Sheila kind of took on his case. Um, She takes the train to work every day and she saw him in this field in Riverside for, you know, literally two years before she started to put together a plan. You know, she tried to go uh, familiarize him with her and started to feed him and and bring him like a kind of shelter and consistent food and water and kind of had his own, like, home out there in in Riverside next to this train station. Um, They were able to finally live trap him um, a few weeks ago and, process unfolded i had agreed to bring him up here and um rehabilitate him you know help uh help to to re-teach him how to be a dog and um went down and picked him up and long story short he um after a couple of days he escaped from my place uh jumped the fence uh, a couple of bonehead maneuvers on on my part kind of having faith when maybe i shouldn't have i should have been more i should have been more um more wise when it comes to uh to that to certain things but long story short he um his, he escaped and we've been organizing search parties for the last week and um luckily we've seen him near my place um several times right out front of my house at at dusk um at dawn and later uh, later on in the evening i've i've heard him wrestling about and, and saw him with a flashlight so he's around and we have food stations set up but we can't get him to commit to uh showing up and calming down. He's kind of reverted back into his stray mindset.
3: Okay. So what we're gonna do so we're gonna talk to him about so it's great that he's by your place. Like that's just awesome.
5: And yeah so it's phenomenal. When you because you say by your
3: place? Do you live at the shelter? Is he at is he coming at the shelter or is it Well it's not um, a
5: shelter. We don't have a shelter. We have um you know Marley's like Much that. Dog Rescue is composed of really my property? Which is Uh like three and a half acres up here in the mountains. Um, My my dad lives down the street with acreage and several dogs, and we have about a dozen foster homes and several veterinary hospitals. So he only knew since he was up here my place, Um, and uh, so yeah. Luckily, he because this is such a a vast wilderness, and we're up in the mountains. You know, it's it's kind of like looking for a needle in a stack of needles. But um, but he's been. I I saw him. I I took your advice, uh, believe it or not, which i i'm I'm pretty amazed at how comfortable I've felt with you and um and taking your advice and listening to you and um it's not something that i would have if you would have explained to me as a hypothetical scenario, I would have said yeah, totally I'm all about pet psychics and and um supplying <laughs> their advice into my daily living and um depending on them for for calm and and practical approaches to catching stray dogs, but you'd given me some advice on on how to essentially meditate um focus my mind and calm to um to kind of attach myself to him mentally This is the the most yeah the, i can fumble through trying to categorize that yeah. relationship um and that's what i did i just calm i finally got myself to a calm place and and i was up in the up in the bathroom taking a bath and um it was the first time i had been quiet and calm and allowed my mind to just rest and i you know started i was reading a, a book and Thinking about him, and it was a very calm night, and uh, sure enough, I, I heard him in the front yard rustling, and then I, I peered out the window, and I could see him in the street. He was kind of, and he started to trot down the street, and it was definitely him. So that that really picked up my spirits, because it, um, it was a very non, I don't know, it was a very um, positive experience. It wasn't like, um, you know, he wasn't injured, he wasn't, um, he was just kind of doing his thing. I was the stray the stray dog that he is, knowing about, right. you know. Eating some food, having some water, and kind of just, you know, he's he's comfortable in that mode. That's what he that's what he knows. So yeah. um, that felt good. And again, your advice has kind of just helped me to to settle into this this situation of not being able being helpless, really,
3: or being not attached to it too much. I mean, yeah. that, I When I've picked up on him too, and you know, Zach, you have <laughs> to sort of done something for me that's not. I never talk to lost animals for people. I it is like one of my strict rules. So <laughs> <laughs> I sort of uh um sort of changed it a little bit for you guys too, so have me a little bit out of my comfort zone. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: So, um but it's well worth it of course, you know? So
1: yeah.
3: um so where do you think Um, about what we should tell him now because he's close to the place, and that is like exactly what you said. That's how I've been picking him up. Like he really is fine where he is. Like he's, you know, that's the way he's been living, and and
1: Mm -hmm.
3: so what you, what should we say? So he was with you for two days, did you say before he got out?
5: For yeah, I picked him up for basically two days. Yeah,
3: and so can you tell me? A little bit about, like, what was the biggest breakthrough that you had during those two days? Like, like I mean, because you do <clears> pictures of you sort of with your arm around him, and so you could actually handle him,
5: right? Yeah, we, so- we did great. Uh, he did great in the vehicle. Um, he actually got a little car sick right off the bat, and it was a four-hour drive. Um, but then he was perfect, and we stopped several times and got out of the car and back in the car, and he seemed pretty comfortable. You know, I, I had another dog with me as well. I had Sadie with me because she's diabetic and I had to, had to have her with to give her insulin. And um, once we got up to the house, I was a little concerned about how we would interact with Baloo and, the, and some of the other large male dogs. And he did terrific. And he actually pulled up a spot. We have I have about six huge dog beds on the floor, where everyone hangs out. And he just pulled up a bed next to Baloo and, and got comfortable. And when it was time to go to bed, he went and, you know, I think it was the first night he's ever slept inside. Um, They had fostered him, the folks that live trapped him, they had him for about a week, week and a half. Oh, they
1: did? Okay.
5: Yeah, so he he does have more than just the two days with me. Um, He has about a week and a half in Riverside. Um, And uh, it's funny, you know, because I I laid down with him and kind of tried to ignore him, just um, letting him be comfortable with my my presence. And then I fell into the, uh, I'm going to talk to you and love on you a whole bunch and put you in a, a physical situation that you're almost uncomfortable with because dogs that aren't familiar with compassion and like human um, human touch and, ha- and how we like to comfort dogs, they don't really know yeah. what's going on, you know, because you're touching their face, you're touching. They're not, you know, it's like if I went up to you and started touching your face, you'd be like, "I know, yes." Yeah. So okay, we had moments let's... like that um, when we walked okay. that morning, and he seemed much more calm. He seemed comfortable with the dogs in the backyard, and we took a walk by ourselves. And he seemed great. I mean, he was just looking around, looking up at me, um, and that that's usually when I know when they're when they're pretty calm. His tail okay. is. Okay.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. wait, gonna... Laura, can I ask yeah. you, what was the yeah. last uh, thing you got from Hank?
5: Well, it's been a few
2: days,
3: and so there's been a lot mm-hmm. of updates since then. Mm-hmm. So, um, But I want to get in touch with him and sort of ask, like, ask, like ask him to go back to that place and to remember what that is like to enjoy, you know, being loved by a human and and um and to remember what it's like to hang out with the other dogs and just sort of hang out. Cuz what probably happened is that he just crashed, you know. I mean, he did say to me at one point like like I just like got overwhelmed and I decided to like take off and be by myself. Yeah. And so So how do we get him to know that, you know, those moments are going to happen, like all of them, every single rescue that comes in to your place is going to have moments where they get overwhelmed and crash.
1: Mm -hmm. So
3: how do you deal with that? And, you know, go and lie by yourself or go relax, or, you know, whatever suits them, but let me, um, let's get him and ask him. Okay. uh, Okay. Now it's hard to come. you want to, but the future is too scary. I wasn't having a routine.
1: I'm
3: so used to my
1: routine.
3: I'm so used to how how far I walk that it was hard for me. I felt like I needed quiet. The thing is, I don't really feel like I left. I still know they're there, and I still feel comfort in that. And I found them again, and I'm not worried. I just feel strange. So that's, like, normal to feel strange like that, So you really have to force yourself. Yeah. It would help me if he came to me, but you, I mean, are trying to come to him,
1: obviously. Yeah. <laughs>
3: like, um, I don't do good with more than one person.
5: That I would agree with.
3: It's, it's hard for me to hear all the voices and to see the movements and the shadows. I need just one at a time. And just sit out there with me. Have you tried that? Have you tried to sit by the food station?
5: Yeah, I just kind of sat out there on the porch. He's been eating out of the, I have a couple of food stations set up, and he's been eating out of them for sure, uh, usually at night. I mean, obviously, a lot of different things, we live in the wilderness, so a lot of them, yeah. a lot of different things pick through there, but for sure, um, like when I heard him when I was upstairs, I could hear him crawling through the bushes that are right next to one of them. And then a significant amount of food is gone. Um, the thing but, is, I'm uh, not far from
3: there. I'm not far at
5: all. I yeah, even feel I,
3: like you've walked right by him and
1: haven't
5: seen him. Uh, that could be the case. We go on walks all the time around here. And we the, we, the first night we saw him up at the house, we struck out with uh, flashlights to just try and get an idea of where he may be. I mean, yeah. the, the last thing we want to do is really chase him or seem like we're yeah, pursuing I don't him. Yeah,
2: the flashlight thing is a good idea.
5: Yeah. So uh, Zach,
2: wanted, um, will you tell us where, if you know, people might be listening who live in your area? What What does Hank look like, and
5: Hank where can they big, contact you? Yeah, He's a big brown, basically like a chocolate lab pitbull type. He has a what people would call a chocolate lab pitbull mix. Who knows what his makeup is. Right. But he's about a chocolate lab size. He's got a pretty thin, his tail is very unmistakable because it's kind of like, I want to say ratty, in that it's kind of small and just kind of looks like a, uh, it's not very bushy. Um, He's got a a very distinct undercoat, so he seems to have a couple of different colors of kind of reddish brown to him. Um, Right. He had a purple collar on. I don't know if the collar's still on. When you Mm -hmm. see him at night, it's difficult to tell if he has a collar on.
2: Okay. Um.
5: And then you can reach me a couple of different ways. You can just go to marliesmuts.com. dot com, M
2: mm-hmm. a
5: r l e y s and U uh, t t s, and all my all of our contact information is there.
2: Okay, great. And we'll have a picture of uh, Hank posted on our site and any links to Marley's Mutts and and for you. So if anyone's in your area or if anyone sees a dog like this, uh, they can contact you right away. Okay. And let you know.
5: Yeah, I encourage really? people to keep an open mind with with. Um, ideas and, and forces that you're in, in touch with, because it's, it is so interesting to, have, to observe my own personal transformation. Because this is again not something that I would have even hypothetically embraced, and to have um, faith almost without you having to convince me of anything, to have it just naturally be there, um, is very. It's a very interesting, um, it's it's, interesting development. It's
3: because it's already natural inside of you, I think. Like, you yeah. probably, like, people who really love animals and are for their welfare, you know, and who really get them, they're doing it all the time already. So, like, mm. you're already doing, you know, everything that I teach. You just are not conscious of it.
5: Yeah. I you think it's, it's asking people to, to trust and have faith uh, to the point of action is difficult. But I, I would have thought it would be difficult. However, it happened... Like you know, the snap of a finger—it happened immediately. And as soon as I, I felt, as soon as I saw myself taking your direction and, and listening, um, I felt that much more calm.
3: Oh,
2: that's and so nice! Say. I'm so glad.
5: Zach, thank you again for being on our show this
2: week. uh yeah, no fun, and we'll see. We'll talk to you again next week.
5: All right, sounds like a plan.
2: Great! Thank, thank, you. thank you so much. Right, Bye. That was Zach Scow from uh, Marley's Mutts, and you can go to Marley'sMutt.com, uh and get more information about Marley's Mutts, about Hank, what's going on. You can follow him on Twitter I as you, well.
3: You know what? I'm going to tell Hank that he needs to get his butt back to Zach so Zach can rest. Right. I mean, it's not all about him anymore.
2: <laughs> yeah, no. It's, it's You about, know?
3: I mean, yeah. We're all gotta...
2: involved now. We're all I here. I know.
3: I know. Can you believe you got me to do Lost dance?
2: <laughs> I can't believe that. That's like, that is crazy. I
3: know.
2: That's crazy. I know. I usually do them incognito. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You're all. We're all open here on the air. People are listening. Yeah. I know. We're gonna get like ten thousand calls without. I'm not doing
3: them anymore. That's it. Just Hank. Hank, you better get your butt there. Okay.
2: Yeah, we're not doing lost pets just for all of you listeners who might man, not know special.
3: this. <laughs> you better walk up to Zach tonight. Get your yeah. butt out of here and walk
1: up to him.
2: <laughs> all right. Um, well, I don't know. I don't know if I should take a call. It's oh, like I take a call uh, call too quick. okay, quick. So Terry, I'm gonna. You're gonna be next. So I, you're not on yet, but uh, Snoop, quick. eleven years old, with black markings on. Uh, on his face, he's a pug Uh, Snoop is sick and has an enlarged heart wants to know how he's feeling, feels like he's ready to pass Uh, this is like the saddest short call I'm sorry Terry I'm sorry Terry, okay you're on
3: okay Um, I just wondered if you could tell me what is wrong with him and if I can help him because I feel in my spirit that he is leaving us And none of the vets know what's wrong with him. He just has these barking coughs, and he coughs all consistently. He says it's hard to breathe. And there's pressure in my chest and also in my eyes. I'm not really sure what it is. But I don't like the feeling. I don't know what can help me. He says he feels like he needs an inhaler. Do you know how he knows about an inhaler? I had one. Oh, you did? Oh, okay. So he thinks he needs something like that. It's like my chest is closing in. And also my tongue feels swollen. They do talk about that sometimes when they can't breathe, that their tongue feels swollen. But I want my mom to know something. I'm not really scared to go to heaven. Because heaven is one of those places that has a lot of funny people in it. And I love funny people. (laughs) Do Do you know who he's talking about? Do you have no. friends, Do you have any friends I, or family member that have been to heaven that are funny? Yeah, I think
1: Richard and I think Bo, the dog that he loved, Golden. that was oh. his friend. Is there?
3: Oh, so then they are coming for him, and so he's starting to see them. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't. I just want you to know, Mom. It's gonna be okay. Because okay. if this continues. I'm gonna wanna go. Oh. And then that's my choice. Okay. I needed oh. to go that. I'm so sorry.
2: I'm
3: so hard. I love it so much. Well, right. oh. oh, Mom, I love you too. I love it to stop when I'm there, it won't stop. Aww. I love Tell him Bo will be there for him. And she, he says, "And the man with the big knuckles will be there too." Do you know who that is? It's a man no. with big. Uh, it's the man with really big hands. So it might be like um, somebody who passed away that he may not have known in his lifetime that um, has big hands. Ask him if I, it's Richard. Does Richard have big hands? I don't know. It would be something that's pretty, uh, I don't think it's Richard. I think Richard is there, too, but I think it's somebody else. They look like they have, like, like small but big hands, you know, like they're not really large hands, but they're, like, they're kind of small and maybe, like, chubby or small and really, like, muscular. Uh, my father-in-law. Oh, my and he passed away?
1: So,
3: yeah. Yeah, that's him, then. He's here, too, for him.
2: Aww, that's sweet. Oh, Terry. So sweet. Good
3: luck. Yeah, yeah we'll Stay be thinking song. good things for you. Yeah. Aww.
2: Thanks for calling. Sorry yeah. to We're rush just... your call. Mm. Well, it's been a busy show. It has been. Got a what lot going needs- on.
3: Gonna need a funny words of wisdom. Who's gonna be funny words of wisdom?
2: We got people saying Storm King, but you know, I just said maybe Storm is not awake, so.
3: I don't even know what Storm is, but I can yeah. get him in my head. He okay, let's right get here. Storm King. Okay, Stormy, you're on, buddy.
2: It's your segment Storm King Storm and Friends, out. Words of Wisdom.
3: I wanna talk about lost animals.
2: Mm-hmm. That
3: lost animal is really found, and I want to tell everybody, everybody out there in all the audience, to picture Hank and to picture Hank happy with Zach. Everybody, do that right now! And here comes Stormy walking in to tell us, and by himself. Good boy, you getting closer to the radio.
2: <laughs> I'm doing it.
3: Tell that dog you're safe with Zach.
2: I'm doing it.
3: Everyone say that you you love Zach. Kind of a fun guy, Storm says. Yeah. Fun yeah, he's guy.
2: gaining uh, a lot. Zach is uh, popular in the chat room. Oh. I think he has some marriage proposals in there too.
1: <laughs>
2: Zach does. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's funny.
2: <laughs> Zach from Marley's dot com. Well, uh, everyone, tune in next here on the Pet Psychic Radio Show oh. to talk to the animals. Until I then, say you can- I hope Zach oh. likes cats too, because don't we have a lot of cat lovers in the chat room? Oh yeah, we do. A lot of cat cat <laughs> women. <laughs> Until then, go to the Pet Psychic dot com. We'll have information about Hank, about Zach, Marley's Mutt's. We'll have stuff about Kate. Um, Everyone you heard on the show, Storm King as well. So for more tips on talking to animals as well as private consultations with Laura, go to the Pet Psychic. Um, Also like us on Facebook.com, Pet Psychic Radio. We'll see you next week. Talk to the animals. Talk to the animals.